6 to 7 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Kanyisile, and very good evening, everyone, and thanks for joining us on SAFM Spot On. Tonight, it is Flashback Friday, where we catch up with our sporting stars of years gone by. Tonight, we have someone that many people have been asking us to get hold of, and we've managed to track him down. This is a man who played his football in the 70s, way before our time. Uh, So, as usual, we'll educate ourselves today. He's also well known for pretending to be white, using an alias Arthur Williams to play in the white uh, football leagues back in the day because black colored and Indian players were not allowed to compete with their white counterparts and our guest in studio tonight is Mr. Esop Smiley Musa. If that surname sounds familiar and you are one of the uh, the young ones, he is the older brother of Zain Musa. But for those who remember and watched Mr. Smiley Musa play, please call in and educate us about this hero and legend of South African football because we have heard so much about Smiley Musa and we're going to find out so much during this next hour. But before we get into our, well, by the way, our lines are always open 891 that's our studio number. If you want to speak to Mr. Smiley Musa, you can send WhatsApp voice notes also on 061-4104107. And our SMS line is 41391. Our WhatsApp number is 061-4104107. Before we speak to Mr. Musa, uh, let's just remind you that the Shell Helix Ultra Cup takes place tomorrow. It is between Kaiser Chiefs and Mamelodi Sundowns. And we've got on the line the CEO from Stadium Management SA, Mr. Jakob Bukes, just to find out how preparations are going mr bukes good evening and thank you very much for joining us on safm hi good evening and uh, good evening to listeners and thank you so much for the opportunity less than 24 hours to go everything is it going according to plan uh we are ready we are very excited and uh yeah i think we we are fortunate enough to have it at the smb stadium and as always um you know it's a splendid opportunity to to have a, a game like this there so I think the teams are ready. We just saw them finishing the, the captain's run mm. at the stadium. And um, so, yeah, I think uh, we're very excited about tomorrow. I remember when Mr. Berthe Krobler spoke earlier in the week, he, he felt that ticket sales will pick up during the week because South African football fans are known to be late buyers. Are you happy with the ticket sales? Are we never happy because we, uh, we don't, <laughs> don't have a full stadium, but I think we're very thankful for, for the uptake that we've seen. Um, I think we're hoping to have about uh, 40,000 people there tomorrow. Um, and then considering the fact that it's mid-season, mm. um, in between season, and, and I mean two amazing teams that's playing there, and the, the football calendar is fairly uh, busy at the moment. We had the MTN8 final last week. Um, we, we're very thankful. And, uh, you know, it's our second year that we've been hosting this, this event, and our aim is long-term. We want to really create this rivalry between these world-class brands and build it into something special that that's going to be a, uh, if I may use the word, a, 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 maybe a Yekskai derby between the <laughs> cities. And uh, uh, we think we're going to create into something spectacular. We had some tremendous support from from both clubs. Um, it seems like what I've seen in the media that uh, the coaches are fired up, yep. they're making noises, and, and I think tomorrow we're going to see a, and they amazing spectacular on the field as well. So are you, are you saying that you're hoping that this becomes an annual fixture? Because last day it was well, um, it was a great game and you had 50,000 people in the stadium. Yeah, no, for sure. I think this year we had a few difficulties or challenges around finding a good spot on the on the calendar. 
we still have uh, contracts in place with, with the clubs for next year. We still have contracts in place with sponsors. And uh, the feedback we had from our partners has been tremendous. And, and, and we definitely want to sort of establish this on the social calendar. And finally, how, how um, I'm sure you're working with your partners, JMPD, because people are always concerned about traffic. Are you? Do you think you'll be able to handle that tomorrow? No, certainly. I think we had some really good support. The relationships are growing there. Um, I think we're working as we get to do more events. The, the processes are getting better, uh, and we have good relationships. The JMPD will be there tomorrow. Uh, the SA Police will be there to protect us. Um, we really want to urge our our supporters to bring the women to the events tomorrow, bring the children. We specifically moved the, the game time out to 4 o'clock. So we would like to see sort of families gathering there as well, and, and specifically women as well, to make sure they feel feel safe and, and, and come and enjoy the, the, the spectacular of us as well. Are you encouraging people to use their cars or public transport? What's better? I think there's, there's, there's both options will, will work. There's 26,000 parking bays there. There's no choice for parking tomorrow. We found that that system works quite well for us. Um, so I think both options are available. Um, you know, these platforms, uh, top six uh, uh, taxis are helping us. Um, so I think there's plenty of sufficient space there uh, for, for our um, supporters to use both. So are you saying uh, when... If I, if I can manage yeah. to ask the, the guys, as always, to, to come early. Mm. The gates will open at 1 o'clock. There's some good entertainment there. Uh, there will be stuff to drink, there will be clothing, there will be uh, beer. Um, so yeah, if they can come and support us a bit earlier, I think it works for everyone uh, so, in that way. So finally, are you saying that when those marshals or those guys come and say, park here, sir, park this side, we mustn't give them 50 bucks because parking is free? Please not, sir. Please not. Come through. There's plenty enough parking. There's nothing to be paid. There's security to look after the, the vehicle, sir. So... Um, that's not required at this point in time. There's no, no parking to be made, and people can feel free to park anywhere and as close as possible as they can. And the sooner you come, the better your parking will be. Okay, Mr. Bukes, thank you very much. We wish you all the best tomorrow. Thank you, appreciate it, and thank you to your station for allowing us. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, sir. That's Mr. Jakob Bukes, uh, the CEO of Stadium Management SA there and uh, Sales, talking about the Shell Helix Ultra Cup. If you uh, can't make it, uh, you can always uh, catch it on SABC1, of course. Uh, it starts at 4, you had, but I'm sure the broadcast will start at 3 p.m. And I've seen people traveling from all over the country uh, for this game, posting pictures at the airport. They're here uh, to come and watch Chiefs and uh, Sundowns. But those who can't make it, uh, SABC1 has got you. After the break, then we speak to Mr. Smiley Musa. Please share with us any memories. Uh, that you have of Mr. Musa, our voice, our number for voice notes on WhatsApp is 061-4104-107. Our studio number is 0891-104-207 and our SMS line is 41391. So as I mentioned then, we have heard so much about uh, this man called Smiley Musa and people have been asking us to bring him to studio and he's been kind enough to join us live from our Pretoria studios and we're going to find out what makes what made him such a great player and a great man because they speak about him on and off the field. Mr. Esop Smiley Musa, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. Good evening to you as well and thank you for inviting me and it's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's uh, when we always have our guests on a Friday, we want to educate ourselves. We want to find out more because we know in our country there are no archives. There's not a lot of information about our sporting stars of yesteryear. But people always want to know the first question is, what is keeping you busy nowadays? Well, uh, at the moment, 
I'm 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 retired. I uh, believe it or not, five years ago at the age of 62, I actually played against uh, the national first division team, Jomo Cosmos. You played a football match. Yes. <laughs> I captained the team that played against Jomo's team at the Lordium grounds. I played the whole 90 minutes. No way. And his players could not believe what they were seeing. All of them were telling me why I was not involved in the national setup. When I told them that all of them could be my grandchildren, wow. <laughs> they, they were absolutely stunned. They couldn't believe the ball control, the skill that I had, my vast experience, and my quick movements at the age of 62. And what did Jomo Sona say? Jomo ran onto the field. He hugged me and told me that I will still pay money to see you. Wow. That's how that, that was five years ago. Now, a lot of people don't know what I do since I was a little boy. Before, always be, before we get there, I actually remember now there was a story, there was some controversy in the, in the Daily Sun where they were saying that you're planning a comeback and they were saying you're too old. Was it after that match against Cosmos? No, I, I never said to any reporter that I was making a comeback. Mm. I mean, I was just playing for the love of the game. I never played football for money. My love for playing football was to get pleasure out of the game and to keep myself fit and healthy. Mm. And, to, and, and football has taken me all over the world. Recently, there were people who came from India during the World Cup and they were told about me and they came to pay me a visit. And when they saw what I could do with the ball, they, they were shocked. They made videos, and when they went back to India, they organized a trip for me to come to India, which was organized by Bollywood actors. Mm. I arrived in India at the expense of these people. They put me up in the best hotels, treated me like royalty, and they were calling me the Indian Messi. Wow. And, and how, that was yeah? six years ago. And how was your stay there in India? You know, I want to tell you what those people saw. They couldn't believe. And the fact that my great-grandfather is from India. Mm. My grandfather was born in South Africa, but his father came from India. They were so excited that I was an Indian. But I, I always reminded them, that I am a South African first, before an Indian. Mm. In South Africa, I, I was classified as an Indian. Although I did not, I don't look like an Indian, I look uh, very much like a white if you didn't know who I am. And that is how I deceived the white people when I went to play for Berea Park in 1972 at the age of 19. Whoa, we're Under gonna, the name Arthur, Arthur Williams, Williams. We, yeah. we're gonna get into that Arthur Williams. But I wanna know now: Do you do you still follow local football, and what do you make of the standard of our football in South Africa at the moment? Unfortunately, 
I, I am one of the fiercest critics of South African football. I'll tell you why. During my era, and that was the darkest period in the history of our, of our country's sports, where we were robbed and deprived uh, of football fame and, and exposure to the rest of the world by the white apartheid government who completely destroyed our lives and our football careers. Now, nobody taught us how to play football. We didn't have academies where we could go, where people could help us and so on. Mm. We learned our trade playing football in the street. I have seen players in this country, particularly black players, like Kaiser Motawung, Chipa Moloi, Jomo Sono, Computer Ramola, Kenneth mm. uh, Mahojwa, German Katakunene, Masterpieces Moripe, the mm. list just goes on and on and on. After these guys stop playing, I have never seen uh, any football player who can come close to any one of those guys. If we were allowed to play international football, I am telling you, South Africa would have reached the semi-final of the World Cup. Wow. And I am, I would, I, I would have put my neck on the block that we could have won the World Cup with the quality of players that we have. Unfortunately, today, our football, in my opinion, is just mediocre and I, I, I seldom watch. When I do watch, it's so sad that after five or ten minutes, I want to change uh, the channel to something else. And I watched Mamalori Sundowns play against the uh, Orlando Pirates in the beginning of this year at Loftus. I left the stadium at halftime because I had enough of seeing what I saw. I was waiting in that first half to see football. Mm. Unfortunately, when I didn't see any football, I decided to leave. Our football is in the hands of the wrong people. Our football, there is no plan to take us forward. When you have people who have never played football in their lives, who want to take this country forward, then there's only one way for us, and that's down the drain. So Why are we ranked 71 in the world? Yeah. Why are we the 14th best country in Africa? With all the resources that we've got, I think that speaks for itself. And let me remind people, I played for the greatest sundowns ever. Marabas the, team, sundowns. the team was formed in 1946 before I was born, mm. in Marabastad and called Sundowns. Mm. We were from Marabastad, but our team was not Marabastad or Pretoria Sundowns. We were just Sundowns. The team was sold to a consortium of doctors in 1979 without us players being informed about the sale of this club to these doctors. And we were very angry when we heard what had transpired, and the person who sold the club, he disappeared and, 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 and never told us what actually happened. 
We had no say afterwards, but I can tell you that we make a big noise about Mamalori Sundowns. Let me tell you something. My brother Zain Musa played for Mamalori Sundowns. Yes. Now, when Mamalori Sundowns won the Africa uh, Champions, League. Champions League in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir, that's correct. I believe that they were originally knocked out, but then they were reinstated because of some discrepancy uh, uh, regarding a certain player was ineligible yeah. and, and, and they were allowed back into the competition. When they won the competition, they then went to represent not only South Africa, but the whole African continent at the World Club competition in Japan. Do you remember that? Yes, we I watched do. some of those games on 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 TV. Mamalori Sundowns were comprehensively beaten and were cruelly exposed as an ordinary team when they were beaten by two unknown Japanese and Korean teams. What the result is that they they embarrassed not only South Africa but the whole African continent. And what have, what have they achieved since then? Nothing. So how Sundowns, do we then get South African no, football to, to where you think it, sh- it should be, Mr. Musa? Because what needs we to be- are ignoring and we have forgotten people who are, who are still alive. There are many of us who are still alive and who are still active. Right now, if you throw a ball at me, I don't care if you are 10 meters away from me. If you drive that ball to me, you know what? I'm going to bring that ball under control. Mm. I have all the experience and the knowledge. I have played with a, next to a World Cup winning captain called Bobby Moore when I was 19 years old. Whoa. When I went to play for, for West Ham United in in England. Now, I actually went to play for Crystal Palace. Yes. While I was training at Crystal Palace, and I was only there for two weeks, after the last training session I had for Crystal Palace, when I walked off the field, I was approached by a West Ham scout who asked me if I had signed for West Ham. My answer was, no, not yet. We are busy negotiating. Mm. He told me, that they have been watching me for the last two weeks and that they have been very impressed and the manager wants to see me in his office tomorrow morning. I got signed up immediately by West Ham, made my debut against Fulham at Craven Cottage, where two months later I saw the world's best player of all time, Pele, playing for Santos against the same Fulham that I played against at the same venue at Craven Cottage. Wow. I want to go to the voice notes because people are happy to hear from you. Uh, if you've just joined us, we're talking to Mr. Smiley Musa. Uh, you can call us on 0891-104-207. If you remember him playing, what can you share? What do you make of what he's there to say so far on the show? If you prefer to send voice notes on WhatsApp, our number is 061-4104-107. And let's go to some of those voice notes. Uh, very good afternoon to you. Smiley Musa, yes, I've heard for him. The 1970s, he played for Biria. But Smiley was white, Indian, and colored. 
I think then in the weekends he played for Sundowns, who is now Mamalodi Sundowns, if my memory corrects, if my memory uh, I recall correctly. But nevertheless, what I'm trying to say, a player like Smiley Musa, if you know that talent was around today, he would have fitted into Man City or any one of the big leagues in Europe. I hope you are doing well, Mr. Musa. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Hi, Smiley. The Indian Messi is the best and most appropriate term for you. I saw you as a 10-year-old in Curry's Fountain playing for Berea in maroon and white. And I saw you on the left wing. And today I'm 55, but I can still remember that image in my mind. Good luck and God bless in your career and your life. Well done. You are the wizard. Thank you for those voice notes that have come through. Uh, keep them uh, coming there. Uh, as I said, I saw you as a 10-year-old in Curry's Fountain. Okay, the Indian Messi, the wizard. How, what do you make of those of those voice notes, Mr. Musa, and the fact that people still remember what you did back in the day? Well, you know, my aim when I played football was to make people happy. I always went onto the field to entertain people, but I never forgot while I was playing what the game is all about. And this game is all about scoring goals. Making tricks is one thing, but making tricks that leads to scoring goals is something else. I see too many players who make tricks and then eventually they trick themselves. <laughs> because football is whenever you touch the ball, every move and every touch is designed to create an opportunity to go and score a goal. Mm. The most sought-after players in, in football are the ones who can score goals. And unfortunately, that is not something that you can teach somebody. You know, I want to tell you that I don't think from the, the, the first day when, when I put on a shirt for, for sundowns at the age of 16, we played against a team called Tokoza Hotspurs. Mm. Nobody had ever heard of me outside of Marabastad. Now... The score was 3-0 after 15 minutes. Guess who scored all three? I had scored all three. (laughs) (laughs) I scored all three. The next day, we, you know, in those days, we used to play Saturdays and Sundays. You can ask Kaiser, you know, you can ask, well, Joma wasn't around at that time. Mm. But... We used to play on a Saturday and then we come back and play again on a Sunday. And we used to play right through the year. We never stopped playing football. I opened the scoring the next day, my second game for Sundowns against Germiston Zebras. We beat them 3-1. And then the following week, the 16-year-old little Indian boy played against the best team South Africa had ever seen. And that team was called Orlando Pirates. Mm. Now, let me tell you 
who played for Orlando Pirates. Percy Chipa Molloy, that man was a genius. Kaiser Mutawung, Msomi Koza, Russia Jacobs, Dancing Shoes Hearts, Rashid Dynamite Khan, Ralph Hendricks, Hans Moses, Tiki Koza, you know, Zero Johnson, yes. Danger Fella. That was the best Pirates team of all time. Sure. We drew with them two all. I scored both goals. We've got a caller here from Devon that wants to speak to you, Mr. Musa Skali. Good evening. Good evening to you, Tabiso. Um, Thank you, man, for bringing this last, last, last uh, smiling Musa, man. Mm. You know, I've been looking for this for you, Musa Musa. How are you, Musa Musa? I'm very well, and you, sir? Okay, sir. Um, man, I used to watch you, man, you know, you know, in, in the Caris Mountain days, and, and, and the, na- the the team that you named just now uh, to Orlando Pirates. Yes, man, God, I tell you, man. Hey, bring back those days of soccer, man. We used to go to Kingsmeet in the morning on, in the morning show in, in the 70s and, and, and come in the evening in, in at 3 o'clock for, 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 for the, for the, for the Mountain games. Hey, you, man, they were, you know, you played against greats, man. You know, you were one of my favorites. Uh, just let us know where you, what you're doing now at the moment. God bless you wherever you go, sir. Thank you for that one, uh, Scully, uh, from Devon. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for that call. Mr. Musa, on that note, we've had a topic yes. before on our show. What do you make of the lack of, of, of players of Indian origin in top flight football in South Africa? Well, when, when, when I was playing in, in, the, in the late 60s, like, like I said, you know, my introduction to professional football was against black teams and I really enjoyed playing in front of our black crowds you know when we used to go to Orlando Stadium Morocco Jababu uh, Middleland Stadium you know it it, it, was, it was something to behold mm. the black people are not interested in your color mm. the black people are in, interested in the color of your football. Mm. The black people, they love football. The same way they used to enjoy watching my brother Zane. Mm. That is how they used to treat me. I used to see these people. You know, I remember a game that I played in Soweto on a sand ground where I dribbled 10 players and scored. <laughs> I I am not lying to you. I dribbled the whole team and scored. You have never seen people flock. It it almost became a riot. Mm. The way they mobbed me. It took at least 10 minutes before the game got restarted. (laughs) Wow. That is unbelievable. Our, Our black supporters, football fans, are the best in the world. Mm. The players that I saw, like Masterpieces Moripe, Johnny Maguegue, German Katakunene, Squashra Debe, uh, Lamola, Kaiser, Jomo, you know, there are so many. People like uh, uh, Bizat Lamini, uh, Shaka Ngobo, uh, Bomba Shamani, those guys who played for Pirates, Blessing Killer the Queen Mgidi, 
special makubu you know uh, and guess remember- what guess what computer lamola is on the line mr computer lamola good evening sir Good evening, Patrick. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm fine, thanks to you, Mr. Lamola. It's Tabiso here. We've got... Oh, Tabiso. Hold on. Yes, no, I'm fine. Thanks, Mr. Maria Maria, the general. <laughs> I've heard so many people talk about you. We've spoken to you on our show. But now we're hearing another great player speak highly of you. What can you tell us about this man, Smiley Musa, Mr. Computer? Uh, maybe just a point of correction. He was not great. He was the greatest. Wow, that's a big statement. And uh, I cannot say he was because I haven't seen anything that is next to him in terms of performance. So he still remains the greatest. <laughs> what made him the greatest? He he was an eye catcher. He, he was out of the ordinary. Hence, I gave you his number so that he should come on board and he should also make a verbal contribution because he has made his contribution during apartheid era whereby technology was not advanced as it is Mm. right now but uh, coming back to your question i just feel honored to make a, a comment about him because i hold a very very high esteem of him as a player He's one, he's one of those exceptional players whom I feel that if it was during a, a period whereby you know, there's no apartheid or uh, external oppressive forces, he should have been one of the richest players because of the talent which God gave him. Mm. And uh, it's unfortunate that people of his caliber with all that experience, that information, is not utilized. Mm. Our leadership, they are waiting for him to pass on so that they can come and tell lies and say, what a great loss. A great loss, it's not someone's departure, but it's our failure to utilize his expertise while he's still alive. That's the greatest loss. Mm. So in a nutshell, I feel honored to speak on his behalf, even though, in terms of his performance, I'm doing injustice if I have to make a brief comment of about three minutes. And if I was given a chance, I would even write a book about him. And, and it's never too I'm late. Sorry, but what, what Zane, would you... you might be listening, but I'm just saying, Zane was not half of what this guy is, the elder brother. Wow. He was an eye catcher. <laughs> Whoa, that's another big statement. <laughs> huh? I'm saying that is another massive statement because we saw Zayn Musa when he was I'm playing not, and not he was extraordinary. Zane, but I'm just presenting my own analysis as an individual. Mm. I'm a critic. I'm not easily impressed. Mm. But if I see something out of the ordinary, I cannot be kept quiet. Wow. And what would you I like rem- to say I to him? I remember Jesus. The, 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 the Pharisees were saying to, to, to him, tell your people to keep quiet, they're making noise. And he said, because of what they've seen and heard, if they are being stopped from talking, then the stones will start making noise. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening to you, Computer Lamula. What would you like, what would you like to say to Smiley Musa? <laughs> uh, 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 <clears throat> I'm just saying 
I feel honored to speak on his behalf. And he knows very, very well that I hold a very, very high esteem of him. And we get along very well, even telephonically. Mm. We communicate almost daily. And uh, we feel that we are bleeding internally because we are still alive. We have a lot to offer, but we have been sidelined. The apartheid which we fought against is still being practiced against us. Nevertheless, God is there and nothing is impossible with him. We thank him that in spite of all these oppressive uh, elements, we are still alive and we are still being recognized recognized by people like Sabiso and Kakeho. So thank you once more. I'm saying may God bless him and may he also bless you guys because what you are doing, it's more of a resurrection to us. <laughs> wow, that is unbelievable. Mr. Mr. Musa, we'll let you respond. We just want to take a quick break and I want you to respond to Mr. Lamola and we'll go to William from Free State on the line and we'll also go to the voice note. Call SFM right now, now on 0891-104-207. Before I ask, uh, okay, Mr. Musa, how do you respond to what Maria Maria Computer Lamola had to say? Well, all I can say is if there was a better player than me, <laughs> it was him. So he's Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he is the general. Uh. Have you ever heard of a football player who has three nicknames? <laughs> Maria Maria, Computer La Mola, and the, the general. general. Yeah. I mean, this guy, I mean, how is it that we cannot produce players like him? I mean, this guy, from the first day when I saw him, he was playing for a team called Preston Orlando, Orlando Preston Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I was 16 years old. We beat them 4-0, I scored a hat-trick. <laughs> but you know what? When the game, when the referee ended the game, I went straight to him and shook his hand. Because I had never seen a guy play football like him. Wow. And I was wondering, but how is it that this man is not playing for Pirates? Because there was no Chiefs at that stage. Mm. Kaiser was still playing for Pirates. Or Morocco Swallows Big 15, or Pumble United Brothers. Pups. And then, when I saw him play for Kaiser's 11, then I said, that is where he belongs. Now, I want to tell you something. Kaiser's Chiefs, you know, they were Kaiser's 11. Yes. We in Marabastad helped Kaiser Motawung to form Kaiser's 11. Wow. How? Whether he admits it or not, that is the truth. We helped Kaiser in Marabastad to, to form Kaiser's 11 and the empire it became. And how? in what way? By by helping him with, with players from our team to uh-huh. get the team started. The first game that Kaiser's eleven played was in Westbury. There where uh, uh, Stephen Pinar comes from. Yes. They played the, a coloured invitation eleven. They won 15-0. Wow. 15-0. How many people know all these things? How? They don't know. The Kaiser Chief supporters. They don't know how and where this team started, and who played for them. 
You know what? They had players like Pele Bleski. They found him in Southwest Africa. Shaka Ngobo. Pisa Dlamini. These guys came from, from, from KwaZulu Natal. Huh? On that note, we've got William from the Free State who wants to ask a question. Thanks for holding on, William. Good evening. Yeah, good evening, Tabitha. Thank you. Thank you very much for bringing the, the, one of the legends there. My question to him is that uh, there's a player who used to play for Sundowns, Sundowns, uh, Marabastad. His name is Ingle Singh. I don't know if he knows him. He used well, to play in the. He tells me that he play. He used to play in the left hand side. But the, may I understand? Smiley Musu also play on the left hand side. Did they play in the same uh, team or or what happened? Okay, thanks for that, William. You know what? I owe a great debt to Ingle Singh. Mm. He is the man who gave me the opportunity to play for Sundowns at the age of sixteen. When they told Ingle, he's too small, they are going to hurt him, Ingle said, nobody can touch him. Ingle gave me the opportunity. I played next to Ingle because I was his inside left. Ingle was a left winger. Ingle is the man responsible for helping Kaiser to form Kaiser's 11. If anybody wants to know who helped Kaiser, it was Ingle Singh. He was the first left winger to play for Kaiser's 11. I have got photos to show you. Ingle was the best left winger that I ever saw and ever played with. They say David Beckham was the best crossover ball. Mm. Let me tell you something. He could come and take lessons from Ingle Singh. There was nobody who could cross a ball like Ingle Singh. He was Sundown's captain. He was, last year we were honored, myself, Ingle Singh, and Vincent Tansi, Tanti Julius, who in my opinion was the best goalkeeper I had ever seen and the best goalkeeper along with Trevor Getting that this country ever had. Ingle was honored last year with myself and Vincent Tanti Julius by the Gauteng Premier, Mr. Mr. David Makura, at a big function in Bedford View for our contribution to football. When I, made, when I met Danny Jordan at a, a sports symposium in Madrend, I approached him and asked him for us to, to give us an opportunity so that we can, we can give coaching lessons to young players, young up-and-coming players, so that we can teach them the right habits and the right way to play this game and give them an opportunity so that they can compete with the, with the best in the world. You know what? What did Danny say? Danny Jordan took my number and promised to call me back. You know what? I'm still waiting for him to call me back. Yeah. The, let me tell you something. When I was playing football, I never heard of Danny Jordan. Where was Danny Jordan when we were playing football? The only time I heard of Danny Jordan was when we were campaigning 
for uh, uh, when we were making a bid to host the World Cup in 2006, which we lost to Germany. Mm. That is the only time I heard of Danny Jordan. Danny Jordan, without being disrespectful to him, has got no understanding of football. He's clueless. You can see the path we are going. You know where we are going? Mm. We are going back to the bush. We are going into the dark. It's time we got out of the dark and into the light. Can I tell you something quickly? Yes. Five months ago, I was diagnosed with cataracts in both eyes. Do you know that for the five months, I could not see a thing? Oh, no. I was confined to my home. I was almost like a blind man. I still did my training in, in my home, in my, in my lounge. I put on the TV. I could see nothing. All I heard was just the sound. I kept myself busy with the help of God. Today, both cataracts have been removed. I can see better than what I saw before. Hallelujah. Our football, have you ever seen a blind man leading somebody you can see? That is happening with our football. Let's go to the voice notes, Mr. Musa. So many people are happy to hear from you. Wow, I just want to say big ups to Mr. Smiley. What a contribution that you made to the soccer industry. May God bless you wherever you go, wherever you are in your life. Thank you. Wow, I am just listening to the radio and I am just taken aback like in wow, wow, wow. Okay, that's the one voice note that we that we have. Now, Mr. Musa, let's go back to uh, this famous story that we've had so many times about <laughs> you playing under the name of Arthur Williams. How did this happen? Why did you feel the need now to pretend that you were white and you and you go and play for this team? Can I just quickly read something to you? Yes, sir. This was after the game against Borea Park, against Rangers, when I played for Borea Park. Cy Lerman wrote this article. Mm. Now, I'm not going to read the whole article. I just want to read the introduction. At a special general meeting in Johannesburg recently, the, Nash, the White National Football League passed a resolution in support of multiracial soccer. The decision was taken at a closed meeting and not publicly disclosed. Now, I don't want to continue with the rest to bore you, but I want to read something to you about that game. Yes, sir. Although Musa's National Football League days are up, he proved that non-whites can make the grade in white soccer. His 90 minutes for Berea has escalated a growing move for multiracial football in South Africa. Now, you see, when, when I was playing for Sundowns, my father had a lot of white friends who used to come and watch us play. And they used to marvel at the skill that we had. Particularly when Sundowns were playing against Pirates, against Chiefs, against Morocco Swallows, against uh, uh, Bantu Kellys. 
Pomble United Brothers, Zulu Royals, who are now Amazulu. Uh, you know, one of my father's friends came up with this idea. He said to my father, your son looks like a white. Nobody is going to come up to him and tell him, you are not white. My, he said to my father, I am going to speak to the officials of Berea Park and ask them if they can allow him to play for Berea Park, but we're going to have to change his name. When my father disclosed this news to me, I, at first I, I, I wasn't keen, but then I decided, you know, as a 19-year-old boy, here is an opportunity to change the face of South African football. I, I was blessed with skill and speed and a football brain that could match the best in the world. And that was proved when I went to play for West Ham. When Mr. Greenwood, the manager of West Ham, who later became the manager of England, when they, uh, were in the, when they played in the World Cup of 1982 in Spain, when he told reporters that Smiley has the ability to play for the best, for any one of the best teams in the world, all he needs is just time and to adjust to the conditions in Europe. Now, I, I then said to myself, I'm blessed with everything. Let me go and show them what a non-white can do with a ball. The and coach, how were you caught now? How were you caught? Because I believe some fans there knew who you were from your days at, at Sundowns. Is that how the bubble got bust? Well, you see, in those days, you know, the white stadiums, they gave us a small area. You know, they caged us off. You know, they treated us like animals. When you say us, you mean the blacks, Indians, we, and coloreds? Yes. Yeah, mm. we non-whites. We coloreds, Indians, and, and Africans. You know, they gave us a small little space. So, when, when I ran onto the field, you know, they, they immediately spotted me. Because I was playing left wing. And I was, <laughs> I was not even a left winger. I mean, I played for Sundowns as an inside left. Mm. But I, you know what? I had... I had mesmerizing skill. So the coach was Mario Tuani. Yes. And I a mean. lot of people know Mario Tuani. The godfather. The godfather. Mm. The godfather told me, you are going to play left wing because of your dribbling ability and your speed. You will unlock the, the, the Rangers defense and they had, we had a striker called Hilton Granger, was a very big man, but he was not mobile. So my job was to take these players on, beat them with skill and speed, and cut the ball back for Hilton. You know what? It worked like a charm. We won 3-1. Hilton scored two. I scored one. Is it true that police then came to your house uh, to look for you after they found out that you were playing in this white league? The police, the special branch, <laughs> the special branch. I was, I was ordered 
to go to a place to meet a special branch who warned me to stay where I came from in, in the location where I come from and play, go back to, to, to the dusty grounds that I'm used to playing on. You know what? When we won 3-1 and the referee blew the whistle, I had accomplished the mission that I set out. The statement that I made was to prove that we have got non-white players who are not only as good as the whites, but we are better than you. I believe I, your old man also helped you get a passport then to play under this alias Arthur Williams. No, you see, my, my father had two, two IDs, a white ID. How, how he got that ID, I can't tell you. Mm. But I didn't have a white ID. I, I didn't want to be white. I, I was happy being who I am, a non-white. I love playing with my, with my black players. I love playing against them. I love playing in front of them. That night, you know what? On, on, because I was playing on the, on, on, on the wing, I was right next to my black brothers. They had the time of their lives because I dribbled them to a standstill. <laughs> they, they had never seen a white guy dribble. They said, no, he can't be white. A white guy can't dribble like that. Mario Twani said he's the best player I ever saw. Now, you know, for him to say something like that, yeah. huh? because he had seen people like Garincha, like Rebolino, like Pele, mm. and for him to say he's the best player I've ever seen. You know, six months later, I found myself in England, and mm. that was when Gary Bailey's father, mm. the late Roy Bailey, who told me that when he saw me play that night, he said, I have got to make a plan to get this boy overseas. So uh, how did you end up at Orlando Pirates? And how long were you at Orlando Pirates? Because we were debating this before the show. I said that I've seen you in some of the Pirates archives. Uh, but when we look around, there's not much about Pirates. Well, look, in 1969, when, when I first played against Pirates as a 16-year-old schoolboy, Percy Chipamoloi was so impressed with me and Pirates had five uh, non-African players in their team. Ralph Hendricks, Rashid Khan, Gerrit van der Haar, Hans Moses, and Bernard Hartz. So, Percy said he was going to bring me to play for Pirates. But unfortunately, there was a gentleman, an African gentleman in Atrisville called Bet Morolo, who decided that he doesn't want Colors and Indians to play uh, for African teams anymore. What the result is that those five players had to leave Pirates. And that ended what would have been a move to Pirates for myself. But I was very happy where I was with Sundowns and those five players came to join us at Sundowns. And you know what? The first game we played against Pirates, when those guys were playing for us, mm. we beat Pirates 7-2. Poor Petson Banda, he made seven trips <laughs> to go and collect the ball from his goals. And four of them were scored by me. 
<laughs> so, and and I can tell you that Jomo Sono was also in that team that w- that we whooped seven two. Okay, let me just read this SMS that's come through. It says, I thank SAFM for having Mr. Smiley Musa. We missed the soccer. They played. I don't like soccer now. Never been to the stadium because there is nothing to watch today. The guys are useless. Instead of roping coaches from Europe, I would go for Smiley Musa. Yes, we are led by a blind leader who has no clue. Thank you for bringing this man. I now know where Zayn Musa comes from. On that note, Mr. Smiley, a lot of people have been asking about Zayn Musa. We haven't heard from him in a while how is he doing well i can tell you <clears throat> we've been having a bit of a hard hard time with zayn zayn is a very emotional person zayn takes a lot of things very seriously he particularly loves his football when zayn used to go to school in the mornings zayn was always accompanied by his ball mm. Zayn was football mad. When he was fired, and I still want to know the details surrounding his dismissal mm. as an analyst at Supersport, Zayn took it very seriously. Zayn has gone into a depression, and we are trying to get him out. Mm. And we are sure, with the help of God, that Zayn is going to be on the mend very soon. And, we'll and, in, I, yes. and I would like to see somebody like Zayn do something along with me and people like Lamola, Teenage Gladla, and many others. Jerry Sadike. You know what? I know so many guys who are still active and who can do a lot for our young players because right now we don't have a football future. Wow, Mr. Musa, you've said a mouthful. We can't get through everything. We've only got an hour, but you have given us so much. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for your strong views here and for being honest and for being open with us. Uh, the Daily Sun Sports editor, Mr. Matthew Simpeta, says on Twitter, there's never a dull moment when Smiley Musa is around. Somebody else says, thank you very much to Smiley for telling it exactly like it is. We need more people like him. That's the only time we have, but I'm definitely sure it's not the last time we speak to you. Mr. Musa, we're going to invite you again. But for now, we just wanted to hear from you and most importantly, give you the respect that you deserve, sir. Thank you very much. God bless you. And it was a real pleasure being here. Thank you very much, Mr. Smiley Musa, our guest here on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabi Musa.